What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Now let's kick this thing off. Today's episode is a breakdown of inflation targeting and why changing the inflation target of the Federal Reserve would be such a big deal. I really enjoy recording these podcast episodes, and I hope you enjoy this one. Before we get into it, though, I first want to talk about our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Copper. Since 2018, Copper has been at the forefront of institutional digital asset development. From award-winning custody solutions to creating the first truly off-exchange settlement function, Copper pioneers technology, products, and services in lockstep with a rapidly changing world. No other infrastructure provider covers as many assets across as many exchanges with the speed and security that Copper can offer. To learn how Copper helps the world's largest institutional investors secure their digital assets, head over to copper.co. Again, Copper, the unfair advantage. Check them out at copper.co today. Next up is Compass Mining. Compass Mining is the world's largest marketplace for mining hardware and hosting. With Compass, everyone can mine Bitcoin. Their team makes it easy to start mining wherever you want, at home or in one of their 23 hosting facilities around the world. Through the Compass Marketplace, retail miners can access mining hardware with similar prices and purchase plans as the world's largest mining companies. Compass miners own their machines, they choose whatever mining pool they want, and they mine directly to their own wallets. Miners who don't want to host their machines can order ASICs directly to their doorstep. Simple and low-cost hosting agreements coupled with best-in-class customer service are the reasons why Compass is the simplest and most popular way to mine Bitcoin. Start mining your own Bitcoin today by visiting compassmining.io. Again, compassmining.io. Go check them out and let me know what you think. This episode is brought to you by Bullish. Bullish is a powerful new digital asset exchange built for institutions that delivers the innovations of DeFi in a regulated environment. The Bullish Hybrid Order Book pairs the high performance of a traditional central limit order book with the automated market making. Powered by deep bullish liquidity pools backed by the multi-billion dollar bullish treasury. So you can trade with certainty and at scale across variable market conditions. You can learn more at bullish.com or follow bullish on Twitter because the future belongs to the bullish. Now, this is not investment advice. Digital assets and cryptocurrencies are high risk products. Consult your professional advisor before dealing in them. Bullish services are available in select locations only and not to U.S. persons. Visit bullish.com legal for important information and risk warnings. Go check them out at bullish.com or follow at bullish on Twitter. All right, let's get in this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Good morning, everyone. Bang, bang. There has been significant scrutiny of the U.S. monetary and fiscal policy decisions over the last decade. The proponents believe that the various activities have helped mitigate severe short-term pain during the global financial crisis and COVID-19 pandemic. The critics believe that market intervention has continued to kick the can down the road and created a larger problem that will only lead to more pain in the future. Maybe one side of the debate is right, but more likely, each argument has an element of truth to them. It is possible for people in positions of leadership to mitigate short-term pain at the expense of long-term crisis. In fact, I would argue this is the most accurate analysis of the past decade or so. A key driver of these monetary and fiscal policy drivers is inflation targeting. Sarwat Jahan writes for the IMF, quote, 
In recent years, many central banks, the makers of monetary policy, have adopted a technique called inflation targeting to control the general rise in the price level. In this framework, a central bank estimates and makes public a projected or target inflation rate and then attempts to steer actual inflation towards the target. Using such tools, this interest rate changes. Because interest rates and inflation rates tend to move in opposite directions, the likely actions a central bank will take to raise or lower interest rates become more transparent under an inflation targeting policy. Advocates of inflation targeting think this leads to increased economic stability, end quote. When describing why inflation targeting is so effective, Jahan then writes, quote, in general, a monetary policy framework provides a nominal anchor to the economy. A nominal anchor is a variable policymakers can use to tie down the price level, end quote. And then to better understand how inflation targeting works, Sarwat Jahan highlighted, quote, inflation targeting is straightforward, at least in theory. The central bank forecasts the future path of inflation and compares it with the target inflation rate, the rate of government believes is appropriate for the economy. The difference between the forecast and the target determines how much monetary policy has to be adjusted. Some countries have chosen inflation targets with symmetrical ranges around the midpoint, while others have identified only a target rate or an upper limit to inflation. Most countries have set their inflation targets in the low single digits. A major advantage of inflation targeting is that it combines elements of both rules and discretion in monetary policy. This constrained discretion framework combines two distinct elements, a precise numerical target for inflation in the medium term and a response to economic shocks in the short term, end quote. And then lastly, Jahan explained what is required for inflation targeting to be effective. Quote, inflation targeting requires two things. The first is a central bank able to conduct monetary policy with some degree of independence. No central bank can be entirely independent of government influence, but it must be free in choosing the instruments to achieve the rate of inflation that the government deems appropriate. Fiscal policy considerations cannot dictate monetary policy. The second requirement is the willingness and ability of the monetary authorities not to target other indicators, such as wages, the level of employment, or the exchange rate, end quote. All right, so now that we understand how inflation targeting works, why is it important and what is required? You are probably wondering why I'm spending so much time on a nuanced aspect of the financial market. The answer is that I have an intuition that the Federal Reserve is preparing to significantly increase the target inflation rate. This decision will not be taken lightly by the central bank and their leadership, but it ultimately signals that inflation has escaped their control, and rather than pull it back in with aggressive monetary policy decisions, the next best option is to simply manipulate the benchmark to make the situation appear less bad. This isn't a random conspiracy theory, nor is it a uniquely original idea. Yesterday, CNBC had a conversation with Mohammed El Arayan, the chief economic advisor of Elizan and former CEO of PIMCO, where they discussed this very topic of inflation target increases. In it, he specifically discussed the idea of the Federal Reserve raising the inflation target rate from 2% to 3%. The idea of increasing the inflation target by 50% is fairly extreme, but humans like round numbers, and this would be a full-on capitulation by the Federal Reserve. They may not have many other options. Before the inflation target is increased, though, it would be important to pay attention to the mainstream media conversation. My expectation is that there will be a flurry of expert guests who start to float this idea, which will then normalize it in the eyes of the market. Once the market has begun to digest the change and potential impact, the Federal Reserve will have the ability to make the change without as much pushback or negative impact. There is no guarantee that the inflation target is going to be increased. This is just a hunch at the moment. After I watched El Arayan discuss the prospects of a change so openly, though, 
it became more obvious to me that this is a very real option on the table now. I'll do my best to unpack the ramifications of a decision like this in a future letter. For now, it is important to keep your eyes open and your head on a swivel. 50% increases in the inflation target by the world's most established economy and most trusted central bank don't exactly happen all the time. The impact will be interesting to watch. Hope all of you has a great day, and I'll talk to everyone tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this one. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. And if you're looking to try to transition to get a new job in the Bitcoin or crypto industry, we've got you covered. Head over to pompscryptocourse.com. We've developed a curriculum with the top teams across the industry. It's a three-week intensive training program with over 50 events packed into that three-week time period. Go to pompscryptocourse.com to learn more, and I'll meet you guys for the next episode.